crackdown on social media, more fire coming for a lot of platforms, new proposed laws, plus a lot of influencers, people in lofty influential positions making some serious claims. We're going to discuss that, plus some huge news in the creator economy, all that. Plus, I'm going to be doing your live Q&A. Make sure you come on back, y'all. It's the Creator Economy Livestream Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Creator Economy Livestream Podcast show. I am your host, Professor Nez, your ambassador to the Creator Economy. So good to see you guys. If you're new here, this show, this channel is all about helping you make money, helping you monetize your experience, your creativity, your skill set in the creator economy. There's never been a better time to be alive. So if you're interested, and I don't care if you're an executive for Samsung, a fleet manager, a sales manager, a project manager, a custodian, or a business owner or a content creator. I don't care who you are. If you're alive in the professional world, and you want to take care of yourself and your family, you need multiple streams of revenue. But more than that, you need to communicate relevancy because all your competitors the people who are competing for promotions, the people who are competing for jobs, the people who are competing for clients, the people who are competing for customers, etc., etc., viewers, they are communicating relevancy. The creator economy, I mean, it's amazing that you can actually make money by doing something that actually bolsters your relevancy and your brand. I mean, that's the creator economy. And so if you're interested in that, this is the show for you. I want to make it as simple as amenable and understandable and clear as possible what this is all about, okay? And we talk about a range of subjects. Last week, we talked about education. My response to some comments by Dr. Sad on, you know, academia, because a lot of people think that a better job, more pay, more money equals going to the top universities, going six figures in debt, and, you know, basically the 1975-1989 route. And it was a great show. It was a fantastic show. But I had a lot to say about that, right? As somebody who's not only an entrepreneur, a business owner, a content creator, but also somebody who teaches and still does at many, many business schools here in Southern California. Um, and we talk about passive income. We talk about starting a business. We talk about how to really build equity, how to build your thought leadership. We talk about all that stuff. So make sure if you're interested in learning how to do that. And now with inflation, now with an oncoming recession, now with gas prices being as high as they are and probably going to get higher, I don't care if you're making really good money at a job or as a business side hustle, some extra revenue streams, extra streams of income. It's not just a luxury, it's a necessity. And so we're here to teach you the best methodologies, best practices and best ways to do that as somebody who's living proof doing it, as well as we've got this amazing online community, Nez Nation, bringing more humanness to this digitalness. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's show, I'm going to be responding 
to a lot of what's happening uh, with social media. A lot, and how does this affect us, content creators, business owners, professionals, trying to build our brand, trying to build those revenue streams, trying to monetize in the creator economy? How does that affect us? There's a new law being proposed by California legislature. There's also a lot of people, including Elon Musk, coming. I mean, it's it, social media has had a lot of fire. I mean, never mind the fact that there was the uh, congressional hearings, you know, where Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, now Meta, uh, was grilled, right, by a bunch of people who had no clue what the internet was even about. I mean, you want to talk about out of touch. So we're going to talk about a lot of this, and I'll talk about what I mean, plus some hot news, speaking of Meta, speaking of Facebook, some breaking news that you're only going to get here on the Creator Economy Livestream Podcast. So you want to stick around I'm also going to be taking your questions. This is a live show. Replay viewers, podcast listeners, we'd love it if you could be here live. We go live every single week on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and more. And I'd love to see you here on YouTube. Uh, it's just Professor Nez. But we go live every single week. So you want to make sure you hit that follow button. Make sure you subscribe. I would implore you to become an insider. This is a VIP membership that's 100% free. It is your one-stop shop, everything you need to know on how to monetize, okay, in the greater economy. And so it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you a thing, and it's your kind of bulletproof, sure-proof way, fail-safe way of never missing out. Because that's what we do. We talk about all the latest new features, all the latest updates, news, new absolutely groundbreaking ways for us to make money in this greater economy, to build community, to build audiences, build value, all the good stuff that you need. So I would highly, highly suggest you become an insider. Let's see who's here. Nano's in the house. Good to see you, Nano. How are you? Brian's in the house. Dr. Elo, how are you, sir? I would really appreciate it if you could tweet this out share this out because y'all know, okay, you guys know that sharing is caring. So please make sure you uh, share this out. Put it on your YouTube community tab. Share it on LinkedIn. Good to see a DK4K. Is the recession already here? Practically. George Fisher in the house. Chris Stone from Dealcasters. How are you, Chris? Good to see you. Always, always a treat to have the best in the business when it comes to Amazon Video, Amazon Live. Prime Day is coming up. If you don't know who Chris Stone is and Jim Fuse, his partner in crime, go check out Dealcasters Live. Everything you need to know about, you want to talk about the creator economy. Amazon is the secret weapon of the creator economy. We've talked about this many, many times. Jurgen in the house, good to see you. So make sure you go check out uh, Chris and Jim Fuse. So I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit about what do I mean? Okay, this is the title of this is my reaction. And by the way, stick around, okay? My response to all the fire that social media is coming under. Stick around because I want to also bring you on the stream. I want to have a discussion. Dare I say a debate maybe about the effects of social media on civilization. <laughs> as Elon Musk says, on society. 
um, what does this mean for us as content creators and business owners? So if I would, I would, I'm going to give you some time, make sure your audio is somewhat decent. I'm not too worried about your video, but I'll give you some time. Um, stick around. I'll bring you up on the stream. We can talk more about this. I'm going to give you my take and I'm also going to go a little in detail, not too much about these laws that California is aiming to propose. And plus some other bills that Congress is um, Dr. Elo, I'd love to bring you up. So, so make sure you stick around when it's time to bring people up into the stream on stage to have a conversation about this. I will share the link. Okay. Um, I want you to retweet this on Twitter, share this, and then DM me on Twitter and I will send you the link. It's not going to happen now. I'm going to get through a few things, but I want to bring you on later. Plus, as we always do, I'm going to be taking your questions live. Now, replay viewers, podcast listeners, by the way, if you don't know, I love podcasts. Give me a hashtag me. How many people listen to podcasts? How many people enjoy get a lot out of listening to podcasts? Give me a hashtag me in the comments right now. We have the number one creator economy live stream podcast. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, we're everywhere. Make sure you go check out and follow and subscribe to our podcast. Go to professorness.com forward slash podcast and, and really check that out. I mean, it's it's the number one podcast for the creator economy. So you got to check it out. That's the logo right there. I see a lot of me's. Fantastic. Good to see you. Twitter is Professor Nez, at Professor Nez. That's my, that's my Twitter. So retweet this. Hang out for a little bit. If you want to come on in, I want this to be informal. I got my studio open because my poor dog is all alone. My kids and my wife are not here. Um, so I'm taking care of my dog. So this is going to be very loose. Loose conversation, loose hangout, but still an absolute cacophony of value. Yes. How do you make money in the creator economy? How does this affect us? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is the iOS update that happened. I, I think it was iOS 15, which absolutely destroyed so many small business owners' ability to really attract and target the right audiences. And obviously there's ways around that and there's, you know, if you do your own market research and you understand your audience better than anybody, but um, iOS 15 was a huge update that was basically a, a major blockade to a lot of um, content creators, business owners, and mostly small business owners. Most of us suffered who basically were at the mercy of a, a tiff between, you know, Tim Cook and the CEO of Meta, previously known as Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, iOS 15 update basically removed or it actually prompted a message to users on whether or not they wanted this app, that app, specifically Facebook, YouTube, and others to track them and track their data. Um, I'm here to tell you folks, you're not that important. I'm here to tell you folks, privacy, data privacy, there's no such thing in 2022. 
I'm here to tell you folks, also, it doesn't really matter, okay? Most people who were opposed to this are people who actually think that Mark Zuckerberg is hanging out in the bushes in the hedges of their front lawn, looking in on the window and spying on you. Nobody cares. Trust me. Nobody cares. Plus, the benefit is all for you. The benefit is all for you, okay? The reason that companies, businesses, platforms want to track your data is so that they can tailor marketing and advertising more specifically to your needs. Otherwise, do you want to get ads for a weed whacker when you don't need one? Do you want to get ads, uh, you know, for a hair implant surgeon when you have zero interest, zero inclination? Don't you want relevant, you know, posts, relevant ads, creatives in your feed? This promises to be a heated show. It really does. So I'm going to take your questions. I want to go over what this proposition from California is. Uh, we're also going to probably talk about, you know, the, the grilling that Zuckerberg got by Congress a few years ago. Um, is social media, here's the question for you, and I want to hear from you, your thoughts. Is social media decaying society as we know it? Is it deteriorating society? Here's a tweet. Here's a tweet from Elon Musk. I put this in the thumbnail, right? I put this in the thumbnail right there. This was a recent tweet from Elon Musk. Check this out. Is TikTok destroying civilization? 438,000 likes, 35,000 retweets. Some people think so. And then if you look down below, or perhaps social media in general. By the way, whatever happened to Twitter uh, being bought by you, Musk? Hey, Elon, if you're around, I'll share the link with you, too, if you're watching this, Elon. Because, you know, the Nez Nation Creator Economy podcast, it should be on your radar, Mr. Elon Musk. I'm a big fan of Elon, actually. If you want to come onto the show and respond, I'd love to hear from you. So tweet this out. You have to retweet it, too, Elon. So retweet it. DM me, and I'll share the link. I'm going to bring people on later. It seems like social media is coming under serious fire, and I want to hear from you. I want to know what your thoughts are. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you my take. I'll give you my take, and I'll also talk about why I think this type of, I don't even want to say rhetoric, but why this mentality is extremely dangerous. If you have kids, if you have a business, if you have a career, in 2022 and beyond, I'm going to tell you why this mentality, this mindset is extremely dangerous. Um, and I want to hear from both sides. I want to hear pros and cons, um, because I really, really, really um, don't want this to just be a one sided conversation. I want to hear both sides. I want to hear um, from different perspectives. And so, again, stick around, and I'm going to bring people on. I want to have, you know, uh, all of you on, if possible, most of you on, if possible. And we can have a nice discussion about this. Plus, we'll take your questions. Plus, since we've got the greatest online community on planet Earth, 
you're going to get a lot of different perspectives and a lot of intelligent answers to your questions. So if you have any questions about monetizing in the creator economy, if you have any questions, any concerns about YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, social media in general, TikTok, Instagram, you know, uh, e-commerce, uh, video content marketing, anything in between, uh, we're going to answer all your questions. So I'm going to screen share. Come on in. Come on in. Hit that like button. Share this out. Good to see you, computer pal. Thank you for being here. Good to see you. Um, Walter Gaynor. Good to see you. Walter Gaynor was on the podcast not that long ago. I guess it really comes down to meta competing for ad revenue, not personal data. I mean, there's no such thing as personal data anymore, Walter, or anybody listening and watching. There's no such thing as personal data. If you are a living, breathing human being and you function, you earn a salary, you have income, you're a part of the fabric of this thing called society, social media, online, digital platforms is forever ingrained and it's going to become even more ingrained when we all enter the metaverse which there's a lot of arguments that we're already in the metaverse, right? I mean, how often are you on this thing? I don't know about you, but I'm on this thing 24-8. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I mean, I'm running businesses here. I've got a family to take care of. I can run all my businesses on my iPhone 13. Pro, by the way. <laughs> not that that means anything. <laughs> so... You know, this idea that, you know, most people think that like Zuckerberg is hanging out in the hedges that, you know, Google is spying on your laptop. Nobody cares about you. You're not that important. <laughs> Nez, Professor Nez is not that important. Nobody is that important. So there's no such thing as privacy data. Okay. Plus, what are they going to do? It, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. The only reason they want it, the only reason that this data exists or that they want this kind of data is so that they can serve you more specific, congruent, relevant advertising. What's wrong with that? They're trying to understand you. These algorithms are trying to understand you better so you can have a better experience. And they're getting better at at, uh, uh, you know, monitoring and they're getting better at policing, essentially hateful, you know, uh, derogatory, negative, um, types of content and, and speech, etc. Christopher Levinson. Good to see you on LinkedIn. Thank you from Southern California. I'm in Southern California myself. Toy Raid. Hey, Dean Nimmin. Good to see you. Good to see you, Stella. So let me screen share. I want to show you something. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? First, this is huge. I got ahead of myself. By the way, have you shared this out? Please share this out. I'd really appreciate it. Tag me on Twitter uh, and I'll be able to see it. So make sure you tag me. Thank you, Dr. Elo. Thank you, Nano, my boy, who's been with me since the Periscope days of 2015. So huge news. Let me, sc let me screen share this. Uh, and let me also make sure that you can see this. So you guys know I've been talking about reels. I've been talking about the unbelievable, especially as a content creator, especially as a business owner, 
Um, the unbelievable, it far surpasses even TikTok, I would say. Um, you want to talk about getting unbelievable, like not thousands, not hundreds, millions of eyeballs for free, especially Facebook and Instagram reels. Um, huge news from Facebook. We've been talking about this for a long time. Facebook, aka Meta, let me share the screen here. Okay. Um, Facebook, Zuckerberg just announced this. Okay. And he did a whole thread on this. Uh, I want you guys to see this. Check this out. So Zuckerberg just announced, okay, that if you look at that top, so in his original thread, this is June 21st, okay, so it's the 26th today. In his original set, uh, thread here, he said, rolling out more ways for creators to make money on Facebook and Instagram. Sharing updates that will help creators build for the metaverse, right? So he's all about the metaverse. They changed their name to Meta, right? Uh, this is a really, really big deal. Good to see you, Toy Man Bar and Grill. Good to see you. Um, I have not only had a bunch of clients getting five figures a month from, from the bonus program, um, myself, five figures a month on the bonus programs, both Instagram and Facebook, Facebook, mostly not to be honest. Um, they're now rolling out. I mean, Facebook has really, really picked up the pace. I have no idea why YouTube is taking so long to monetize shorts. YouTube just announced recently that shorts, and we talked about this, shorts has reached all time highs as far as viewership, people logging in to watch shorts. Uh, billions and billions of people are watching shorts now, right? I don't know why it's taking them so long to monetize. Even TikTok has announced they're going to be doing an ad revenue share system, sharing revenue with creators. This is the greatest time to be alive, y'all. The creator economy is alive and well. And so check this out. Check out this, com this thread right here. I, I want to highlight this. More money straight to creators. We'll hold off on any revenue sharing on Facebook and Instagram until 2024. I mean, that's huge, you guys. All the revenue goes back to the creator. Paid online events, subscriptions, badges, and bulletin. And before you think, Nez, do you think Zuckerberg's doing this out of the goodness of his heart? Of course not. He's a business owner. He wants to destroy shorts, especially TikTok. I mean, both YouTube and Facebook, this is all a reaction to TikTok, right? Interoperable subscriptions. We're letting creators give their paying subscribers on other platforms access to subscriber-only Facebook groups. Huge, huge, even better. How many of you guys remember the video we did on Super Thanks? Give me a hashtag me in the chat. Remember when we were talking about Super Thanks? Anthony Locke in the house. Good to see you, AL. Do you guys remember when we talked about Super Thanks rolling out to everybody? I have Super Thanks. Everybody has Super Thanks, which is basically Super Chat for VOD content. VOD is video on demand. So any video now, somebody can leave essentially a Super Chat and say thank you, right? The problem is YouTube takes an exorbitant cut. I think it's 3070, just like Super Chats, 
which is insane. You might be thinking, well, hey, 70% of the creator. No, 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 no. 30% is an enormous cut. I mean, I've seen a lot of live streamers do this where they just say, don't give us super chats. Here's our Venmo account, which is smart. Check this out. Facebook stars, we're opening them up to all eligible creators so more people can start earning from their reels, live, or VOD videos. More monetization in the creator economy. If you're sleeping on LinkedIn, if you're sleeping on Facebook, if you're sleeping on Instagram, you need to get cooking right now, especially with short form content, especially with short form content. Now, here's where I'm super excited. And this is kind of a slow rollout. I've seen I've got I've only gotten, you know, a couple of, you know, 10 $15 from this. But this to me is the biggest one. This is the biggest announcement. And this is why I, I said earlier, I don't know why YouTube isn't jumping on this like yesterday, they should have monetized shorts yesterday. Okay. We're opening up the reels play bonus program to more creators on Facebook and soon letting creators cross post their Instagram reels to Facebook and monetize them there too. I've already seen this on a couple of my channels on a couple of my pages. I, I manage and consult multiple pages, right? Um, I've talked about my gaming uh, page with my wife that we started a year ago, which is absolutely ballooning. We've got almost 50,000 followers, almost 13,000, no, over 13,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel in one year. Well, by if, if you listen to what I've been saying, let me look at you guys real fast. If you listen to what I've been saying, stream after stream, podcast after podcast, show after show, about how short form content is literally the gold rush. It's the California gold rush of the 2020s. It's probably the least resistance and the least bottleneck way to get traffic, get eyeballs I've seen. And I've been doing this for decades. I don't think I've ever seen free traffic like this. This voluminous of free traffic. And by the way, you can also monetize your personal profile. Now, if you create reels, Facebook reels on your personal profile, and you get the invitation, which this is probably going to change too, as of this recording, you can change it to a professional profile, you can monetize that I've already received just by posting a few videos, 500, I already reached the max, I, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago, I already reached the max $500 just by repurposing a reel. I mean, guys, this is why I keep saying this is the greatest time to be alive. This is why I keep saying the creator economy is the greatest invention since the iPhone. I mean, there's no excuses anymore to build an audience, to grow, to monetize, to earn maybe, it, you don't have to go full-time. You don't have to be a full-time content creator. But if you listen to what I said about economic conditions, gas, inflation, right? Rising pr prices in consumer goods. I don't care if you've got a steady salary. Everybody needs a side hustle now. And there's ways to monetize 
your creativity, experience, and skills. That's what this show is all about, and that's why I'm focusing on this. So this is revolutionary. I've already been earning, and it's minor because he just started rolling it out. I've already started earning money on banner ads and ads being placed on my reels. I've got some reels that have got hundreds of thousands, millions of views. Millions of views. There's nothing special about Professor Nez. You guys, there's nothing. I mean, let me look at you real fast. There's nothing. I want you to listen to this. I'm not just saying this. This isn't false modesty. There's nothing special about me, Professor Nez. Anybody can do this. The only difference is, is I work my butt off and I pay very close attention to where the eyeballs and earballs are. It's all about eyeballs and earballs. <laughs> YouTube, don't demonetize me. They're like, what's an earball? That's a derogatory term. Yeah, there's all sorts of help. There's all sorts of, um, you know... But I mean, there's just the fact that I can I can record, you know, I mean, you guys, it's as, it's as simple and, and complex as this. I can record a 60 second video on my phone, upload it to TikTok, upload it to Facebook, upload it to Instagram, upload it to YouTube as a short, upload it to Snapchat Spotlight, upload it to LinkedIn, and I can potentially get millions and millions of views. I can potentially get millions and millions of leads, millions and millions of new customers, perhaps. The possibilities are limitless. What are you waiting for? Now, now take away ad, take away ad revenue, take away monetization. Just the fact that you could build your reputation, your online presence, which in, in it of itself is a huge equity, huge investment, huge way to monetize in the greater economy. Forget monetizing the actual short form content. But the fact that I can actually build my reputation, build my personal brand, three dimensionalize who I am, put myself out there. That in of itself is titanically valuable. The fact that I can get free leads, zero cost per acquisition. The only CPA is my time. <laughs> That's the only CPA. The fact that I can put that video on TikTok, potentially get millions of views. Let's just, let's not even do millions. 50,000 is so possible. 10,000 on Instagram, so possible. 5,000 on Facebook, so possible, right? 1,000 maybe on Snapchat Spotlight, so possible. Okay, let's just go uh, hypothetical, the least, let's go the most practical scenario, right? That in and of itself, forget the monetization is extremely valuable. But guess what? These platforms also want to pay you to do it. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Uh, Stella, Stella has a question. Stella. Hey, I am Suman. Good to see you. Hey, Vasu from India. Vasu's Vegetarian Kitchen. Good to see you. How many people have hit the like button? Please, just, it takes you two seconds. Just hit that, just smack that thumbs up and share this out. Tag me on Twitter. Share it on LinkedIn, okay? 
Share it on your um, community tabs. Share it out. Share it out. Tag me. Okay. Huge, huge announcement from Facebook. Okay. So I have a video and I'd like one of my mods. Lewis in the house. Good to see you, Lewis. Um, can you please share the video where I talk about Facebook Reels with Stella? Because we gotta we gotta keep cooking. So good to see you, Stella, and Go Fish Office. Great to see you guys. I can't wait to come back on the show. It's gonna happen. If if you'll have me, I'm gonna come back on the show because you guys rock. Um, one of my moderators, I have an entire video dedicated to talking about Facebook Reels. Start posting them yesterday. I want you to go back to yesterday and start posting them. <laughs> okay, so the topic of today's show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover this law, okay? My reaction to all of the fire, it seems, that social media is coming under. I've already kind of briefly given you a little bit. Imad, good to see you. Come on in. I've already given you um, briefly a little bit of where I'm coming from. But there's a lot of heat and there's a lot of, um, I don't know, just a lot of people coming down on social media. And I want to hear from you. Are they right? Is social media decaying society? Is it deteriorating? And I don't even know what that means. First, you have to, you have to define what is civilization. Then you have to define what is decay, what is you know, deteriorating or what is destroying, right? What is the, what is the definition of a civilization? What is the definition of a society? Well, I think a large group of people coming together as a community, serving each other, helping each other, living um, cohesively, collaboratively together and helping each other, right? Helping each other better their lives. Is that society? I would say so. Maybe that's a, that's a fast, and I'd love to hear from you. If you have a different definition, let me know. A thriving society is a community of people that come together, help each other, collaborate with each other, and better each other's lives, contribute something, right? How is social media destroying that? Why are all these people saying this about social media? Why is the government coming down? on social media. They're talking about these extremists using what I think is maybe the least common denominator, um, you know, uh, uh, as, a, as a sort of uh, impetus for these new legislations and these new laws, that it promotes hate. It promotes the um, coming together of extremists and radicalized groups to galvanize their movement and to spread even more hate. You know, I think about this first. I, I, I think about trigger warnings and safe spaces, you know, working at the university, which, by the way, being a full-time business owner and content creator, I, I still teach part-time, very, very part-time, a couple of classes here and there, business classes here and there at some of the universities. You know, when I was a kid, we didn't have safe warnings. We didn't have trigger warnings. Um, we didn't have to walk on eggshells. Seems like more and more so in today's society, and you can go cancel culture if you want, it seems like more and more that people are getting, are so quick to be offended. They're so quick to be insulted. They're so quick to be um, traumatized by everything and anything, right? Is it is it the platform's fault? Is it the 
the the the resources, the information, the content, or is it the individual? Is it the gener is it is it a generational thing? I don't know. Uh, this is what I want to talk about. Um, I have some strong opinions about this, but where I was going with when I was saying um, safe spaces and trigger warnings, one thing I know for sure. Understanding human psychology, when you tell somebody not to do something, when you try to shield your kids, your family, your friends, your customers, your students, society, let's say, more often than not, um, that thing becomes even more mysterious and more, it piques more of your curiosity. And the the detriment of that, I think, is that instead of having a conversation about it and discussing it, whatever that trigger was or whatever that thing that, you know, uh, um, is, is triggering to you, instead of doing that, it seems like a lot of these institutions, the government included, universities, want to shield students. And when you shield, okay, what you're doing is you're creating a homo homogenous experience. You're creating a very one-dimensional experience for everyone involved. And I'm here to tell you that life's not one-dimensional. Life is not all roses and rainbows. And instead of maybe experiencing these things together and having a conversation, it seems like everybody that's coming down on social media, everybody that's coming down on and, and actually creating this narrative, okay, that it just is a place of extremism. It's a place of hate. It's a place, it's destroying civilization. I, I can tell you without a shadow of doubt that social media has changed my life for the best. I can tell you without a shadow of doubt that if it wasn't for social media, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be miserable as a tenure professor somewhere. Um, I can tell you right now, if it wasn't for these inventions, if it wasn't for these platforms, I wouldn't have met this amazing Nez Nation community. I have some online friends that I've met through social media that far surpass some of the people I've ever met in person, in real life. Some of these people I've never met. I've never met Nano in person. I've never met Brian in person. I've never met Stella in person. Everything is balance. Everything is, is moderation. Why are we chastising? It's like, to me, it's like, let's ban all cars because, and maybe not that extreme, but more legislation toward cars because there's a few people who are irresponsible and drive under the influence. You're using the least common denominator, these extremist groups, and you're blanketedly applying it to all of the rest of us. When the majority of us utilize these tools in not so nefarious ways. Is there such a thing as too much? Of course. Is there such a thing as, you know, um, it creating, you know, uh, um, distractions? Of course. But Jonathan, I love it. This is exactly what I'm trying to say. It's summed up in two seconds. You can use anything for good or bad. Now, I want to I read this new bill, okay? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, I want to read this new bill. And then I'm going to talk about, 
you know, the whole campaign of, you know, Russia, you know, stole the election by using Facebook. I'm going to talk about that, too. So. So there's a new proposition. California may make social media firms report enforcement. Social media companies would have to make public. I'm just reading this uh, uh, off of a um, the new California legislator of a news site. Social media companies would have to make public their policies for removing problem content and give detailed accounts of how and when they remove it under a proposal being considered by California legislators who blame online chatter for encouraging violence and undermining democracy. The bipartisan measure stalled last year over free speech concerns but Democratic Assemblyman Jesse Gabriel said Tuesday he hopes to revive this bill by adding amendments he said will make it clear that lawmakers don't intend to censor or regulate content. But his bill would require companies to say how they regulate their content under their social media terms of service. So basically, they can say whatever they want, according to this. So basically what this new bill is proposing is saying you need to tell us how you're moderating. Who's to say they're going to tell you the truth? And Facebook is already, I mean, and a lot of these platforms. I had a TikTok channel deleted. I had a TikTok channel deleted that had over 20,000 followers. Okay. It was deleted over some comments that were so innocent, but were deemed hateful or deemed extreme. It's just absolutely bonkers. You can't get away with anything now. Somebody can tell you you're the ugliest MFR of all time on Facebook, and if you respond back with nothing in kind, your whole page can get demonetized. Facebook is already like walking on thin ice all these measures i mean it's why not look you as an individual okay you as a human being are not an automaton you're not a robot you're not influenced by things without your consent this is i'm i'm kind of getting right to why i think this is a dangerous mentality and I, I want to I want to hear from you. And I'm happy to bring people up. If you've tweeted this out, if you've retweeted this, DM me if you want to come on up and, and have a conversation about this. Um, DM me on Twitter, and um, I'll give you the link. No Russians. Vladimir Putin did not make you vote for Trump. Facebook is not making you do anything. These platforms are not making you do anything. Just like that bottle of Jack Daniels didn't make you drink it. Nobody makes you do anything. In the words of one of the first great artists and philosophers in this beautiful country called the United States of America, self-reliance is our ultimate currency, Ralph Waldo Emerson. You are an individual that has critical thinking ability. The reason why safe spaces, trigger warning, regulation, censoring, 
uh, shielding, uh, content moderation, censoring this type of speech or that kind of speech by real, I mean, flimsy semantics and nomenclature and definitions. The reason this is dangerous, because it's all reinforcing that you as an individual, you don't have critical thinking skills, you don't have critical discernment, and you are not a human being, you're a robot. And anything you're exposed to, you're going to act upon that you're going to be influenced by that to the detriment of yourself and society. It's entitlement, it's, it's essentially, um, it's, it's catering to the worst part of us, that sense of helplessness, that sense of we need the government, we need these regulations, we need other people to help us with our life, that you need to depend on other, and I mean, if you're, oh my God, I could go on and on and on. I could go on and on and on about this. You are not a robot. You have the power to think for yourself. And, and you should. Why is this not being taught? I talked about this many times on the stream. Why is this not being taught? I mean, at the most basic level, this should be taught. Critical thinking. Now, let me define this. What do I mean by critical thinking? Being exposed to something. I don't care if it's an article from, I'll take both. I don't care if it's an article from CNN or The Post or an article from Fox News or whatever, The Wall Street Journal. This is critical thinking. Being exposed to something, looking at it, analyzing it, critically thinking about how is this factual? Is this factual? What is the author trying to say? What is their purpose? What are they trying to communicate? How are they backing up their point of view, their argument? Is it credible? That's critical thinking. Why are we not teaching this? I mean, I've talked about this a million times. I've talked about this a million times. Uh, during the pandemic that um, I talked about this a million times during the pandemic where I would come downstairs, you know, when my kids were doing online schooling, I would come downstairs and overhear what the teacher is teaching my, my, it's the first time I ever felt like I was kind of window peeking into the classroom. Right. And they're teaching them times tables. They're teaching them, how to remember the capital of, you know, Uganda. And, and, and teaching them how to really, and that's just a small, so many things that just drove me nuts. That's just a small micro, just things that, I mean, Siri can do for you. Things that have nothing to do with what I think are the essentials for being an intelligent contributor. We're talking about civilization now, right? An intelligent contributing member of society, right? Why are we not teaching them critical thinking? Why are we not teaching them critical discernment? This goes all the way to the top too, even at the university level. I can't tell you, I used to teach, 
undergraduate, postgraduate, senior level, freshman level uh, business classes, business communication. This is all new to them. They have no idea what critical thinking is. They have no idea how to examine whether something, whether some kind of information. I agree with you. I agree with you, D. D says, I disagree with that. Massive amounts of misinformation can influence behavior. Right. But it, it won't have any power if we raise a society of people who can critically examine and critically think for themselves. Information only has an influence over behavior if there's zero critical analysis. If you just nod your head, sop it up, and ask for seconds. And that's what I think the extremists are. That's, that's, that's the, you know, that's, that's where I think we're looking at extremist behavior and we're allowing that to govern all of our regulations, all of our decisions, okay? all of our um, legislation, we're allowing that to govern for the rest of us who actually do have the ability to critically think. I can look at an article from the Washington Post and I know exactly, or the Los Angeles Times, let's just say, and I know exactly what that author's purpose is. I did a reaction to an absolute atrocious article written in the New York Times just completely coming down on Meet Kevin. If you don't know who Meet Kevin is, he's a huge, uh, has a huge YouTube channel in the uh, finance investment space. A lot of you guys know who Meet Kevin is. If you know who Meet Kevin is, give me a hashtag me in the chat. The only way misinformation has power or influence over you is if you don't critically examine and critically think for yourself. We're not teaching this. We're not teaching this even at the highest level. Now, why is that? You need to ask yourself, why is that? I'm not trying to be conspiratorial here. But it is interesting. It is interesting. If you, th if you have the intelligence and you have the foundation of being able to look at anything that's posted online. I mean, we used to say this all the time. Don't believe everything you read in the papers. I mean, who actually believes everything that they're given online? I mean, the internet is even vaster and even a billion times more uh, unreliable. Is there, un is there reliable information online? Of course there is. But you need to be able to discern that. Right? Um, and so anyway, that's, that's my take. And it just absolutely, you know, when, 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 when Elon Musk tweets this and says, is TikTok destroying civilization? Some people think so, or perhaps social media in general. You know, I, I wonder if he really knows what he's saying here. I wonder if he really understands that it would be the same thing that people would say, well, we should get rid of all electric cars because of one malfunction. Or maybe a couple malfunctions where the uh, AI caused an accident. I think there's an investigation right now. There was an accident recently here in California. Pretty bad one, actually. It was based on the AI uh, malfunctioning. Oh, you would have loved my classes, Jonathan. And by the way, I'm open to all perspectives. So if you disagree, I love disagreement. What kind of professor would I be? What kind of 
you know, I don't want this show to just be a parrot what I say and agree with me. I love that D disagreed with me. And D, if you want to come on in and talk about this, DM me on Twitter. I'll share the link with you. Okay, if you don't think TikTok is destroying uh, civilization, tell me. If you agree with Elon Musk, let me know. Edward on LinkedIn says, if you can't see it, you can't move it. Not in view. I don't know what that means. If you can't see it, you can't move it. Not in view. I don't know what that means. Explain that, please. Yeah, I think the only way that misinformation has power is if you completely relinquish your ability to think for yourself. This is how cults are formed, right? This is how uh, radicalization is formed, right? But instead of censor, 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 instead of legal, 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 law after law after law, you know, um, we, we respect your data. We respect your privacy. So we're going to destroy millions of small businesses because you think that like Mark Zuckerberg is hanging on the bushes spying on you. He's going to, or, you know, uh, Tim Cook or, or, or some, you know, is going to, is going to jump onto your, uh, uh, out of your laptop, right? Why not have a disc? We need to, we need to create a new generation. We need to discuss. We need to really have them say, look, you're, let's just, let's just, and I think these are the most extreme versions, but let's just look at, um, Let's just look at the most extreme, right? Because I think a lot of these guys are saying, you know, the white supremacists who are probably people who are, you know, Trumpers and they're, and they're right, extreme right wing, you know, they listen to Alex Jones and maybe they uh, watch, I don't know, Fox News is becoming a little bit more centrist, if anything. Um, but let's just say, okay, somebody who thinks that every immigrant is a commie or a Marxist or whatever. And, you know, the liberals are destroying, you know, everything. Instead of hating that person, instead of spewing hate, instead of, you know, passing more completely unsubstantiated regulation on that individual and censoring what they see, etc., have a discussion with that person. Why do you think this is true? And, and, and it has to be the point of envy. Every conversation is to come to an understanding. Most people, when they're in a conversation, they try to win. There's no, there's no winning. The point is, is to come to an understanding of what the truth is. What is the truth? That's the point. So it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me. Christian Grover says the content on TikTok is Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, Stella says keep keeping or getting rid of stuff is not the answer. You being in control of your life and your actions is important. Yes. Okay, Edward clarified. When we don't have critical thinking, we don't look in areas not in our view of thought or thinking. I couldn't agree more, Ed. Thank you for being here. Make sure you uh, hit that thumbs up and share this out. Is social media destroying civilization? Should we censure? Did the Russians make you vote for Trump? Why I think this is a dangerous mentality 
is because it's reinforcing the idea that other people need to take control of your life. Other entities know better than you do. That you are not in control of your life. That you don't have individual, you don't have an individuality. You don't have an individual point of view. I think that's dangerous. One of the things that you have, and why I agree with Emerson and Whitman, some of the, the first artists, the first great titans of literature, American literature, right? That your self-reliance, self-governance, your individuality is your greatest currency. And it has made all the difference in my life. Okay, I'm going to bring some people on because I want to hear from you. And I want you guys to, if you have something to say, if you'd love to come on and discuss this, I would just hope that your audio is okay, just for the sake and your connection is okay. DM me on Twitter. First, you got to retweet it, share it out. DM me on Twitter. We're going to bring in D in just a second. Oh, you know what? And I forgot to do this too, because I know D uses... Uh, I know that D uses, um, gosh darn it. So I'm going to give you some time to send me a DM, and I'm happy to bring you up uh, to discuss this. Before I do, I get your DMs all the time. Hey, Nez, you talk about building your content. You talk about monetizing in the creator economy. You go live every week. What software are you using? Well, as somebody who's been live streaming since 1776, right there with Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, I've used every platform on the planet. And the reason I'm able to bring people on, bring your comments up, go live in multiple places, have these cool banners, that cool ticket taper, is because I use StreamYard. Well, guess what? You can get a free trial right now. There's a link in the pinned comment and in the description and show notes Go get your free trial of StreamYard right now. And there's it's browser-based. You don't have to download anything. Trust me, I've used them all. Plus, with my link, you don't even have to put in a credit card. So go check it out if you're interested in building your brand, building your thought leadership, monetizing, building a community. I can't think of anything better than StreamYard. Go get that right now. I also get, okay, we got D in the green room. I'm going to bring him up in a second. I also get your questions all the time. Yonez, you talk about creating content. It looks like you've got a pretty nice setup. What, where do I start? What do I need? Well, first of all, you can use your phone. You don't need anything. But just in case you do want to up your production value and not kill your budget, as an Amazon influencer, go check out my storefront, amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Professor Nez. I've got great budget-friendly idealists. Prime Day is coming up. I'm so excited. I've got audio, video, lighting, camera equipment that's not going to break the bank. Everything in one cushy spot. Full disclosure, do I get a small commission? Of course I do, but guess what? It doesn't cost you an extra penny more. So whether you buy it from me, from my list, or just from searching Amazon, it's all the same. So why not contribute? And hey, invest in the channel. You'd be a supporter of the channel so we can keep doing this for free. It's a win-win, I think. So go check that out if you're interested. Okay. Let's bring up, let's see, I got a couple more DMs here. Fantastic. Let's bring up, okay, we got Dr. Elo. I'm going to send you the link, Dr. Elo. I want Dr. Elo in here too. 
Okay, let's bring up uh, a longtime friend. A lot of you guys know who this uh, gentleman is who I'm going to bring up right now. Does he really need... I was watching um, <laughs> I was watching that Letterman show on Netflix. My next guest does not need any introduction. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the great D. Nimmin. Come on in, D. Yo, D. What up, man? You are too kind, brother. It's been too long. How have you been? It's been a long time, hasn't it? It has been a long time. It's good uh, to see you, dude. How's everything yeah. going with you? I finally made it home to Thailand, and I'm tr- I know, uh, trying to get... man. I'm so happy for you, brother. Two years, man. Two years. <laughs> Can you even describe how that... I mean, t- I mean, when I'm away from home for two days, I mean, I get uh, agoraphobic. What was that um, like, and what's it like being back, dude? Well, being gone for two years with nothing but roll-on, carry-on luggage. Right. I, I never check luggage when I fly. I learned that 20 years ago and they used to lose my luggage all the time. So I had like, you know, two pairs of pants, two pairs of underwear, uh, you know. So I, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it was it was definitely an experience. Um, I learned a lot about myself. My girlfriend and I were pretty much trapped inside together in a foreign country where we didn't speak the language. I, I speak a little bit of Spanish, but not much. Wow. Uh, we were kind of forced together under that circumstance, which is a lot more stressful than normally being stuck together. So we learned a lot about each other and we learned how to, I, I, it strengthened our relationship. So it, it strengthened our relationship. It made me realize that um, I'm a hoarder. It made me realize, <laughs> it, it really, it made me realize that I'm a hoarder and I don't need all of the stuff back in the stuff back in Thailand that I have. Um, so since I've been back, what I've been doing really is just throwing stuff away. You wouldn't believe wow. how much stuff I've thrown away since I've been home. So um, actually, it wasn't it wasn't all that bad. <laughs> you learned you something know, about we, yourself. We, yeah, uh, we turned it into the best thing that we could we could possibly turn it into, given the circumstances. Right. Um, right. Coming home was a little bit bittersweet because uh, Thailand is, especially the city we're in, is a city that thrives on tourism. It's one hundred percent built around tourism, and tourism totally collapsed. So I came back to a city that I didn't recognize. Um, So many places are just gone. They've been torn down or their new shops have opened in their place. So I'm having to relearn the city. So it's kind of great to see Nick again. Yeah. uh, It's it's been a weird experience and it it did a toll on my mental health, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm, I'm still and staying. You, and, and I don't think I've ever asked you guys this, and, and, and we're going to get into the topic here yeah. in just a second. But, uh, you know, I haven't seen Dean in a long time, so i got to yeah, uh, bear with us while we catch up. We don't talk enough. I, I never, we, I never asked you guys, I never asked you guys why Thailand. I don't think I've ever, I've had Nick on the show, and I know you've been on the show before too, D. I don't think I've ever asked why are you not in the States and why Thailand? Uh, they don't have extradition laws to the U.S., so they can't come and get us. <laughs> there it is. No. Uh, there it is. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah, that's going to be a sound bite now. No. Right, uh, right. I'm going to make that I, a meme. <laughs> you'll never take me alive. Uh, they, <laughs> they, uh, well, I, I came here in the, the late 90s. I came here uh, backpacking, as so many people did back then, and it was a completely different place. I fell in love with the country, and I put together a plan like, okay, I, I, I love this place. How can I live there? And I just put together a plan, you know, and I, I planned to work and worked the plan. The next thing you know, I'm living here. And after a couple of years, I told my brother, I said, hey, you need to come over and check this place out. It's uh, it, it's it's unique. And he came wow. over and fell and in love with the place. With and too. he, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, wow. here we are. Yeah. 20 years later. That's amazing. Two Nimmons yeah. in a pod. Look at that. <laughs> so, yeah, OK, man. so 
it's so good to see you, brother, and so good to, to catch up you with too, you. Man. So, you so, so this show, okay, is kind mm-hmm. of a, um, you know, it's a kind of departure from what we to- to talk about usually here, right? Like I tend D because you know, as a business owner and content creator, I and by the way, I forgot to say this to D already knows this because he's a pro. Um, everything is family friendly, advertiser friendly. If you do come in the show, uh, I already sent a link to a few of you. Um, you know, we usually talk about ways you can monetize in the greater economy. I think this is the greatest time to be alive. And I've been doing some reaction videos and having fun with it. We did a reaction last uh, week um, on education, uh, a big influencer in the academic uh, who was on Joe Rogan. And I reacted to that. And now, and I kind of, you know, I've kind of always had this, you know, be a big part of who I am, critical thinking and being an individual, thinking for yourself uh, and, and just that kind of, um, methodology. So, so what are your, I, I loved your comment, by the way, loved your comment. Thank you for, uh, for the vote of dissent. <laughs> Do you want to give a little bit more context and, and, and maybe if you heard anything else I said after that comment, um, let's hear from you, Dean, cause I, I'm all ears. Cause I, I know you're highly intelligent and have a lot to say about this. The floor is yours, sir. Uh, well, first my girlfriend would strongly disagree with you. I was highly intelligent. <laughs> My girlfriend. Yeah. Hey, hey was, D, I was, was just disagree. saying that because we're live on air. I don't really think you're that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, first, before we get into that, I want to just go back to where you're talking about the opportunity with Facebook and Instagram Reels. Please. You knocked that out of the park. Uh, a lot Please. of the channels that I've been working with through the pandemic, my channel members and such, I've pushed so many of them. Get on Reels. Get on Instagram Reels. Get on TikTok. Make sure you're uploading to Shorts. Go to all the places where you can upload short form content and every single one of them without fail that is succeeding anywhere, they're succeeding financially with Facebook reels. Some of them are making five and six figures a month, five and six figures a month uploading the exact same video that they're uploading to TikTok and getting pennies for and uploading to shorts that they're not making anything on if, if you know, or maybe pennies depending on which, which creator that it is, but Facebook reels specifically, they're cleaning house. So cleaning if house. you're listening to this and you're on the fence and you're like, should I upload to Facebook? Re-? Absolutely, yes. Professor Nez, I, I've been watching you talk about this for, for months and I've seen you post your stats and stuff like that. You're, you're spot on, man. It, you are sleeping on Facebook Reels if you're uploading short, short form content and you're not uploading to Facebook Reels. And would you say, D, because I get this question all the time. Well, Nez, I don't have you know, the type of content you do, or I don't do have the following you do, or like, I don't think it, does that really matter? No, no, I, I, I've studied does a niche short form matter? content. Is there a specific niche that matters? No, you know what I think it is? Grab your phone, hit record, and just speak your truth, whatever that is. If, if, this if is the tutorial. mobile master, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you want to make a tutorial, you. if you want to make a tutorial, make a tutorial. If you just have something to get off your chest, Get something off your chest. If you have an opinion, just hit record, say what you need to say, and upload it, and just do it as often as you can. Most of them, you know, you're swinging for the fences, right? Some of them are going to hit. Right. All you need is like one to hit every now and then, you know, right. for that for that payday. People are making right. a full time living off of Facebook Reels right now. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, it's insane. I've never seen. Like I was saying earlier. I mean, the amount of free eyeballs and the amount of traffic you can get, it even surpasses, you know, in some instances, it even surpasses. I mean, I was talking about TikTok this way a year or two ago, shorts a year or two ago. 
reels like you said it's completely completely taken over so you guys yeah. you heard it here from the mobile yeah. master this is d nimmin okay who is telling you that you don't have to buy a dslr camera to make short form you know nine by 16 videos you can but just take out your phone do what you do best and then the fact that you can repurpose the same videos i mean it's 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 heaven for a content creator it is. And also, if you are uploading to Facebook, don't sleep on shorts. There's a whole bunch of new changes that yes. are coming with shorts. They're doing short shopping. Can you talk a little bit gonna, about that right now? Yeah, I don't know exactly how it's going to look, but I know they're going to they've got shopping where the AI can detect yes. what's in your video. And then so let's say I'm I'm talking right now and I'm talking about my iPhone, which is a 11 Pro, by the way, even though like I don't change my iPhones often. I like to buy it and keep it. <laughs> Right. I'll get the you 14. Caught that? You caught that, D? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I caught that. I'll buy the 14, but I didn't see a reason to upgrade. Anyway, so I'm here talking about the iPhone 14. Shorts can see that. Or maybe it sees the, the Apple MacBook Pro. Or maybe it sees the Yamaha speakers in the background. And it will actually display them for sale. Not those actual things. But, you know, it'll oh, link yeah. out to a store. And then you'll get an affiliate sale on that. That's going to be huge. No that excuses. Is, that's that's going to be no huge. excuses to make money now there's zero yeah yeah love yeah, it absolutely so yeah, yeah anyway I here's touch another on thing that. too really yeah, quickly too d if i may mm-hmm. i know you heard the news i briefly touched on it but i know you heard the news being the the expert that you are and and the thought leader in this space you're too kind you know the billions and billions of logged in users now watching shorts i'm actually getting comments that I, I never got comments on my shorts. I'm getting crazy amounts of comments on my shorts now. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that uh, just briefly, D? I forget what the exact number is, but I, I just saw it earlier. It was something like over a trillion views or something, I mean, something mind boggling. Wow. Wow. What I don't know is what countries those are from, you know, like India, for example, TikTok is banned. There's over a billion people in India. So who, who knows where those views are coming from, but they're still there. They're still there. YouTube Shorts is a juggernaut when it comes to views. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Creators are like, we're in such a unique position. All of these platforms are essentially fighting for us. It's right. Beautiful. The money's going up. The, it's beautiful. The exposure is going up. Like right now, and I've heard you say this a lot, Professor, like right now is the best time to be alive as a creator. We have all of these options and they're all competing for us. And, and I know it doesn't feel like they're competing for us because the systems are not perfect. And sometimes channels get deleted and there's whoopsies and, and, and so on and so forth, but they're competing for us, right? They're competing for eyeballs. They're creating, they're, they're competing to get the videos up there. So take advantage of it. I yeah. love it. You're, you're going to miss out if, if you're not. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's get, kind hey, of, hey, who's, nice ready stuff for, uh, who's ready for uh, uh, round one. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta make it dramatic and we gotta make yeah. it all the, all the storytelling elements, you know, it's like, D versus Nez, Nez versus yeah. Niven. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so I loved your comment. You said you and let me just in case people don't know what D said and why I think this is so awesome. D said I disagree with that. I was talking about how I feel that you know you are an individual. You're not a robot. Um, that you should be able to think for yourself. And D, you said, I disagree with that. Massive amounts of misinformation can influence behavior. You came on here, and I love the fact that you started with shorts and short-form content. Do you want to give a little bit more context or talk a little bit more? I'd love to hear 
your thoughts about, uh, you know, this topic of is social media destroying civilization? Well, let me start by saying what you said is correct for a certain point of view, right? Ah, there, there are people who can make up their own minds, who can see through the nonsense, who can see, oh, that's clearly misinformation, who can look at something and say, that's, that's, that's not true. I, I don't believe that. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people out there. You're one of them. I'm one of them. Probably everyone in this chat is, is, is one of them. But what we do know for a fact, we do know for a fact that they have studied a lot of these misinformation farms. They've come out of China. They've come out of Eastern Europe. They've come out of Russia. They have tried to influence the elections. They have tried, well, they successfully, especially in the U.S., they have successfully just hammered the U.S. when it came to the pandemic and misinformation for the pandemic. The U.S. was targeted, right? Like if you look at the rest of the world, most of the rest of the world did pretty well for the pandemic, all things considered. The U.S. was getting hammered with disinformation, and they've tracked a lot of this back to specifically to Eastern Europe. Things like how this doesn't work or that doesn't work or this is harmful. They've tracked a lot of that misinformation uh, back to Eastern Europe. And when Russia went dark because of the war that's happening and they started cutting things off and shutting the Internet down, a lot of that misinformation has been tracked and stopped. There's mm -hmm. been, I forget what the exact number was, but there's something like a 70% drop in, in pandemic misinformation once Russia got shut down. Now, that being said, plenty of people are intelligent. They can make their own choices. But clearly, as we've just seen going through a two-year pandemic and going through that, that election, right, a lot of people are easily influenced. My mom is easily influenced. Older people are easily influenced. They don't know the difference between a sponsored post that might be pushing information or an agenda versus a, a post with actual facts, right? Interesting. We've been hammered with misinformation. Th think about it this way. Strip away the idea that it's misinformation and disinformation. At its core, what is it? It's marketing. How do you get people to trust you, right? They even say, I forget what they say about marketing, but it usually takes several points of contact before someone actually trusts you enough to buy from you. Well, right. if you strip it down at its core, misinformation is marketing. If you hammer home the same stories over and over and over and over, eventually people who are easily misled, they'll believe you. And I think the U.S. has been victim of that more than probably any place in the world when it's come to the, the election that happened, the pandemic, uh, misinformation regarding that. I think a lot of people have been misled. And I, I don't want to get into what side of the fence I'm on, but mm. the numbers don't lie. You know, Interesting. just look at look at the figures. And um, a lot of people and it might be um, poor education. I don't know. It could be that the misinformation teams are just incredibly good at what they do. This yeah, is modern I mean, warfare. The this is modern warfare. That, I think the root of that could be a lack of, and it doesn't have to be education in the sense of academia education, just mm -hmm. education in the sense of, uh, you know, being enlightened to the fact that this is how this works or this is how that works. You know, for example, you know, I know there's a lot of people post, like you said, your mom's age, and we're about the same age. So my parents mm -hmm. are, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Um, you know, where they don't really understand how these platforms work. They don't know what a sponsor, like you said, they don't know what a sponsored uh, post is. But, but I, at the same time, I still think, I still think that when you, when you delegate a legislation, a piece of legislation, and you base it on something that it's not across the board. Yes, it's highly targeted. 
Yes, it probably had an impact. And, and, and I'm sure your numbers are correct. I'm not, you know, here to dissect your sources, D. And, and I know there's a lot of evidence of this. I will say for somebody who's been studying statistics and studying quote unquote data for decades, a lot of statistics and data is very unreliable. Sure. Um, but but I, I, I still I, I still worry that we're creating a generation by by the, the, it's really the mentality I don't want to create this generation where, you know, everybody's going to take care of things for you rather than you educating yourself, critically thinking for yourself and, um, you know, make coming up with your own conclusion, not the conclusion of. And I use those examples like the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post. Those are the only things that come to mind that are more extreme. And, and, and I know we're not going to get political here or name where, where we uh, deride. I mean, I, I, I'm neither right or left. I'm just practicality. <laughs> I just, right, sure. I always just look at common sense. Sometimes there's that side makes common sense. Sometimes that side makes common sense. If it makes common sense and it's just practical and it's honest, you know, I, I don't care what your side is or what your color is, you know, whether you're a blood or a crip, I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that, um, you brought, this is a great perspective and, and Dr. Elo, I'm going to bring Dr. Elo up in a bit. It's interesting to hear you say how there's a lot of people who don't have the wherewithal mm. and how do we go about, uh, the only word I can think of is policing. Maybe you could say regulating. What would you say? And I'm going to bring Dr. Elo up right now. What would you say is a great way of, um, regulating that deer? How could we police that? I don't have an answer to well why the how, hell are you here gonna police no, this but let me but let me say, but let me say this dr Elo, how you doing my man nice to see you you're doing, supposed to have the answers let, d well let me say this because you mentioned about you know you don't want to see generations raised where they don't have the wherewithal to yeah. see that okay i think uh i i i strongly believe that we because we are around the same age and most of the people i know in my age group and your age group we do seem to have some common sense about us. Like we're kind of in this, but we're not so young where we're naive and we don't just fall for anything. And we're not too old to where we're naive and we fall for everything, anything. So I, I think we're kind of in this weird space um, just generationally. But I, I think the younger kids coming, coming on, I mean, they've got a minefield to navigate through in terms of what's real, what's not real. I mean, just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's real. I mean, you've probably spoken about this on your podcast before, but parasocial interaction, right? When you're making videos, people trust you. People mm -hmm. believe you. People listen mm -hmm. to you. That's how people get it. They follow celebrities. They hang on every word that they say, right? Parasocial interaction. So if you're watching someone with a YouTube channel or making TikTok videos on a regular basis, you might just listen to them, right? People are that. listening to random people on the internet instead of scientists, instead of doctors, it's like, hey, here's the entire medical community who 99% of them all agree on the same thing. But no, I'm going to listen to this guy on, on YouTube right. who is not a doctor, not a scientist, now, but it, he's got a YouTube channel. If it wasn't YouTube, if it wasn't right? social media, wouldn't there be another breeding ground for this kind of conspiracy theory it's radicalization? Never, well, yeah, but it's not It's not just Are we blaming the right thing, in other words? Yeah, okay. Well, we were both around before the internet. Right. Yeah. There are always conspiracy, but that stuff the, the, at the level we have it now, conspiracy is in it's our pockets scale. 24 hours a day. It's, it's in our hand. Scale. It's it's yeah, it's a scale. It's at a scale that is unprecedented. 
and Here's it's impossible to police it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Here's a question. Then, Doctor Elo, I'm gonna, I, I know Doctor Elo's uh, dying to get in here too. It's great to see you. Um, do you trust? Do you trust the an entity, aka a government institution um, or a regulatory body, to be the ones? And and the reason I'm saying this is because after watching what happened to Zuckerberg. I was so embarrassed that these were our representatives. I mean, these are people who didn't even understand how the internet worked, right? These are people who are older than, you know, in some cases older than uh, uh, our parents. Do you trust D? And then I'm going to, I'm going to have Dr. Elo. I want you to comment after this. Do you trust an external third party regulatory body like a government to be the ones regulating this and policing this? Absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely not. The, the current Why is generation, yes. the current generation of politicians, absolutely not. The majority of them are dinosaurs. They need to get out of there. We need a whole new crop to come in. Now, two generations from now, they're probably going to be able to handle it okay. Right now, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. There, there's not an answer. And I'm not sure which country it is. And somebody in the chat, correct me where I'm wrong, but I want to say it could be South Korea. It could be South Korea where you have to actually verify your account to get online and you post wow. under your name. Like th- th- you, there's no trolling. There's no hidden anybody. It's just like, hey, oh, this is no, who I like, am. You have to pick your actual legal name. Wow. A ver- yeah, or some variation of it. And it has okay. to be verified. So you just can't go online and just spread nonsense. Like you are held accountable for the things that you say online. So I don't know if that's the answer. But people who are more intelligent than, than, than I am, are, they're going to figure of us. this out. <laughs> right. But it's it's going to take a while because we this is unprecedented territory. And I think everybody's trying to get their footing and trying to figure out what are we going to do with this? Because the wrong information, I mean, look, look at what happens. I mean, we've had insurrections. We've had pandemic infamous information that's killed how many people. We have people who still believe in election fraud, which may or may not have happened. But a lot of that's been pushed through as misinformation as well. But people believe it. Right. And they're believing it through social media and, 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 and TV as well, certain TV networks. I'll so. say this. If it wasn't for the Internet, I would have never met Dee Nimmin and Dr. Elo. There we go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, it's I, you know, it's interesting to I think a lot of the things we're talking about are things that are very um, I, I think they're relegated to extreme examples. We went through a very big crisis called the pandemic. Um, <laughs> we have extreme circumstances with, you know, uh, not only covid, all the ramifications of covid. Um, you know, all the, the political divisiveness that really resulted uh, in that crisis. And um, these are very extreme circumstances, right? And so we're, 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 we're experiencing something that the human race maybe has never experienced, or at least hasn't experienced in over 100 years, right? And so, and so there's going to be a lot of, I was talking to my wife the other day, I was saying, you know, I'm trying really hard to give everybody the benefit of the doubt because we've gone through so much. I mean, even people who you know are nuts at a red light or something, right? Just trying to give everybody a breather and everybody just a break and not, you know, people always drive me crazy. I'll be standing in line at CVS or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I mean, literally I'm giving everybody a break because of what we've gone through. And so what we're talking about is extreme circumstances. And what I think is interesting is talking about what's arisen out of that, but also 
maybe something that has never gone away, which is root problems. Root problems being, we talked about this briefly, the education system, starting when they're young, teaching them critical thinking. When I overheard the things that I heard my kids being taught at supposedly some of the best schools in the world. My dog's here now. <laughs> Louie, come here. Um, <laughs> I was absolutely appalled. And I was just appalled. This was supposed to be one of the best schools, you know, uh, in our area, if not the, the state. And this is the kind of stuff that they're teaching them. So it's interesting to look at it from, from that point of view. Now, we've had Dr. Elo wait long enough. And D, I, I want to say you're the man, dude. It's so awesome to have you. Feel free to stick around. I know you've got a lot of things to do, too. Uh, I would love for you to stick around, but you're at no obligation. You know, um, you can leave quietly. <laughs> what is that? The uh, Is that the uh, clubhouse thing? Clubhouse. You can leave quietly anytime you want. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate you uh, coming on or bringing me on. It, it's been a been a long it's been over a year it's been way long way too it's, long. it's been a while way i'm trying to think long. if i was in thailand the last time or if i was just just got to mexico the last time i, I came on your show but I thank you for that and, and dr elo man's great seeing you on here and, and you know my last yeah. thing i want to say is that you know the social media and I, I made this comment in the in the chat is it's the greatest thing that's happened to us because it's yeah. brought us all together and it's the worst thing that's ever happened to us because it's dividing us just as quickly as it's bringing us together. So, you know, I I think it's one of those, uh, it's a double-edged sword. So I love it. And at the same time, I find myself having to take breaks from it for mental health. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So it's the best thing and it's the worst thing. And you guys have an, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the chat hanging out. Awesome. Thank you, D. Appreciate it. Dr. Elo, it's so great to have you here, sir. How are you? Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I, I don't think I've ever had you on the show before. No, it's the first time, and um, hey, I'm so happy and honored, so I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. So you are a member of the Nez Nation family, which I love. Indeed. Right? And you're also an amazing live streamer and content creator. Oh, thank you. You utilize social media. What are your thoughts on on what we talked about and also what your take is? I'd love to hear from you. The floor is Let's yours. put it in an example that uh, you would probably relate to. Um, peer-reviewed documents, right? Uh, studies. Yeah. So yeah. my trust, it's really um, right now, it's it's like divided and in, in specifically in, in you know, the scholar grounds, because what if you get somebody that's peer reviewing your document and it's Donald Trump and it's uh, Rudy Giuliani. So what do you say about that? What what peer review uh, quality do you get uh, on that document? Right. So. For me nowadays is everything about trust, but verify. That's what I'm doing with every single thing that I that I, that I encounter. Right. But. Um, Faith? Well, let's break that down. That's really yeah. interesting that you say that. Let's break that down because I love that peer review. Mm-hmm. I would argue there's some academics who seemingly have all the credentials in the world, right? Or have the prestige of, let's say, Harvard University or something. I'm just throwing out a name. Mm-hmm. I would even make the argument that even they could be unreliable, right? Of course. And so and so if we if we apply critical thinking, Dr. Elo, which I love, that's probably the best name on planet Earth. I, how many people love the name Dr. Elo? Give me a hashtag yes. Oh, thanks, chat. man. Or give me a hashtag Elo in the in the chat. That comes um, from Efren Lopez. So there you go. I just love it. I'm not as hot Dr. as Galo, but coolest, I'm Elo. <laughs> I love it, man. I think it's the coolest live stream handle ever of all time i really mean thank i'm you, not just you. saying that because you're a member and you're you're an awesome member of the nez nation family i truly believe 
it's just got such a beautiful ring to it. It's got such a beautiful sound to it. But let's take what you were saying, Dr. Elo. This is what I, w- I try to teach my, my students and I try to teach you know, my audiences and everybody who, you know, when, when this subject arises. When you're, when you're looking at something critically and you're really trying to analyze it, right? I always start with this. First, look at the author. Mm-hmm. Who is the author of this piece? An author can be an entity like Amazon, you know, puts out something or uh, a, an, an actual author of a book, nonfiction, uh, an article, a, a, a critical, um, a critical paper or white paper, etc. Look at the author. Who are they? Where are they from? What's their background? What's their motivation? What's their intention? Really, in t- we, we call this interrogating the text. Yeah, right. We actually call this interrogating the text. And it's not being suspicious. It's not, um, you know, mistrust. It's really just, I, I want to arrive, again, every conversation, every piece of communication should always be about coming to a truth. What is Trust the truth? Verify. Not, yep. not, you know, Nez wins, Dr. Elo wins, the right wins, the left wins. It's not about, most people come to a conversation, they think of winning. Not you, of course, <laughs> but, but most people. And so, and so look at the author critically, look at the messaging. What's the, what kind of language, what kind of communication, what, what is the, what is the purpose of that? What are they attempting to do? Are they trying to convince me? Are they trying to uh, inform me? Are they (laughs) trying to sell me? Are they trying to entertain me? Are they trying to um, propagate something? Uh, Is it propagandist? Right. And then, and then you got to look at, okay, after you have the audience in mind and you understand the messaging and you understand the author's intention, then you got to look at what are they saying and is it valid based on actual, you know, credible peer reviewed facts, right? And so how do you do that? Well, you got to, you got to really pay attention to their examples, pay attention. Nobody, I guarantee you in the history of academia, especially in the history of just non-academia, how many people actually go through the works cited or bibliography and look up what those sources are and if they're credible? Hey, good to see you, Walter. I mean, how many people do that? No, give me a, give me a, let me know in the comments, how Wiki. many of you actually read an academic paper, a, a citation, what an essay, whatever, an op-ed, and you actually go through the bibliography and the work cited. Okay. And you actually try to interrogate and see if there's any credibility to them. I guarantee you it's less than 0%. You blindly trust and keep on going. It's the same thing. Exactly. For me, exactly. it has the same validity. But I still think, you know, I, I still think, it, 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 you know, it comes down to nobody can make you do anything without your consent. Yep. I really think that's true. Um, and if they can, if you're easily swayed and easily influenced and you're easily, let's just say, uh, radicalized as, as, a, as a very famous kind of infamous, if you will, adjective that's happening or adverb that's happening right now, then I think it's really something that we need to take a deep look at what's the root of that problem. Why are they so susceptible to that? It usually starts when they're young. It usually starts at home. It usually starts yep. with, you know, what were their first six to ten years like? Right. Upbringing. What were they exposed yep. to? What was their education like? Did they have conversations? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, human psychology and human behavior 
is probably the most interesting topic. And it's probably the you best. hard. <laughs> right? And it's probably the best thing you can do as a content creator or business owner is study that to the tilt. Right? Wow. Yeah. I because what D, what, what D just, um, how many men and women were radicalized to the point of storming the Capitol building? That's deep. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, um, nowadays is a, a, a rush of uh, who has um, more accurate information. I, I like accurate and, you know, good information. That's why I watch you or watch D. I watch a bunch of people that I know they know their stuff. But um, this is don't don't blame technology. Don't blame YouTube. It's the same thing. You can find on YouTube very good information. Like in in, in academia, you can find very bad information as well. Yeah. So Everywhere. for me, it's a matter of 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 you know if you have the experience, you have the the the, the acolytes, the everything basically, and you're talking about your topic and you know what you're talking about, you should be good. But now in academia, you have people that have all the degrees. I have the degree. That doesn't mean that I know everything, right? I do have a doctorate. I've got but... four degrees and I don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's it. But then you have a 30 year old um, tenured professor who has never come out into the real world and are talking to you about stuff that you should do in the real world. So I don't, that's why I go out. I didn't want to go on uh, and, and give classes because I want to go out and do something that's real, that it's, yeah. uh, uh, you know, real practice, a practical doctor. That's what I, I basically consider myself. I want to practice yeah. stuff. By the way, do you want to tell people a little bit about what you do, uh, Dr. Eli? I really appreciate you coming on and talking to yeah, us. Man. Do you want to tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do? And, and, and this is going to be all over the place, LinkedIn, podcast, uh, YouTube. So tell, tell everybody, Dr. Elo, uh, who you are, what you're all about. The floor is yours, sir. Well, um, I'm all about live streaming, um, letting know people, you know, showing people how to live stream. And you can start off with uh, the iteration of doing it lots of times until you get it. Um, learning how to do, you know, the framing, the background, uh, the audio, everything. I just want to teach people how to live stream correctly and how to get the look that we have right now and the sound as well. So obviously the confidence um, and you can catch me at AskDrElo.com. You have everything, all the socials, all the information are in there. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter as well. I do uh Two or three live streams a week. Uh, Tuesdays, I do it with Live, And Wednesdays, I do it on my channel. And Saturdays, I started to do Amazon Live as well. So I'm all over the place. Let's put it that way. But it's everything's live streaming. And that's why live streaming is attached to my name as well with a little red dot. I love the hat, too. Where'd you get the hat? Oh, that's me. That's merch. That's awesome. <laughs> I need this one means, of those, man. F the tech. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah that, this means whenever you want to start live streaming or doing content, have the text, start with what you have. This is basically a movement. So, yeah. That's perfect. I'll send you one, Ness. I love it. Well, hey, I really appreciate you, Dr. Elo. Yes, sir. Uh, you're, you are the man, and uh, I love the fact that you're a part. Of, this is why I, I say all the time, you don't just get me when you come to Inez Nation Live. You get Dean Nimmin. You get Dr. Elo. You get all these amazing human beings. Diverse group. Yeah. You get all these great content creators, live streamers, podcasters, online business owners, professionals, executives. 
I mean, you get everybody. It's the best place. I mean, it's the best online community. And, you know, this is what I was going to say, you know, is, and I, and I think this is another reason why I get very leery or at least weary of other external third parties and just censorship in general uh, is such a detriment to me and who I am. Yeah. I've met some of the most amazing people online. Um, having these platforms, having social media has changed my life for the better. Um, it Mine has too. brought together people I would never, ever, ever, audiences, communities, um, unbelievable individuals I would have never, ever, ever come across if it wasn't for this. I would not have been able to create all these streams of revenue and income if it wasn't for these great things on the internet and social media. And so is there bad? Of course. Is there good? Of course. Um, but I also think that choice is a thing. You have consent, you have individuality, you have intelligence, exercise it. And if there's one thing I want to leave everybody, I want to leave everybody with this. Don't just nod your head and ask for seconds critically examine who are these people you're being exposed to? Why are they exposing themselves to you? Why are they trying to gain your attention? What is their aim? And verify it. Verify it so that you can truly understand what is the truth behind the message. And the more you know the truth behind the message, the more equipped you'll be to make the right choice. Or that is something that I advocate day in and day out. And if you want to see more content, on ways in which you can do that, you know what? Let me know in the comments. And so anything else you want to uh, say, Dr. Elo? Yeah, we're, we're our creatures of, uh, of evolution. We will make new stuff. We will make more internets and everything else. Just, you know, it's a matter of what you want to do with it. You want to do good with it? You're good. So we do it. a lot of good with it. So that's, that's where we stand, right? I really appreciate you being here, Dr. Elo, and I appreciate you being a member of Nez Nation, man. Yes, sir. Thank Always. you. We're going to do more of these, too, so stick around. So you want to make sure you come on back because I love adding this dynamic to the stream. And we've got so many. You want to talk about verified, trusted, credible individuals and, and, and creators. I mean, there's no better place than to come to here. So, Dr. Elo, thank you so much for being here, brother. We'll see you soon. Everybody, um, really quickly, I want to throw this out to you guys. Um, what are your thoughts on what we talked about? What are your thoughts on Elon Musk's tweet? Is TikTok destroying civilization? Or perhaps social media in general? What are your thoughts on what we talked about, you know, regarding all the fire that's coming down on social media, all the new legislation that's being proposed for social media. I want to hear from you. What did you think of our awesome uh, guests, Mr. D. Nimmin and Dr. Elo? Got the greatest name in live streaming history, Dr. Elo. Love it. It's so easy to say. It has such a great sound to it. I really meant that, Dr. Elo. It's the greatest name of all time. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment down below. I'd love for it to hear from you. Replay viewers, podcast listeners, I would love to hear from you. And by the way, before we get out of here, I also want to hear from you. What kind of content do you want to see on this channel? What do you want to learn about the creator economy? What do you want to learn about monetizing your creativity, skills, and experience in this unbelievable era, this unbelievable time that we're living in? I'm here to help you. 
earn more money. I'm here to help you build audiences. I'm here to help you maybe make an extra 500, dare I say, $1,000 a month with a quick side hustle. Where I want to hear from you. So please, 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 by all means, please leave a comment down below and let me know because I'm here to serve you. And so uh, this has been an amazing stream. This has been an amazing show. I'm so grateful for everybody that was here. So grateful for all of you. Thank you so, so much for being here, Nez Nation. And don't forget, we go live every single week. So if you haven't followed, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, at the very least, become an insider. That's your sure-proof way of always getting notified. No matter what happens with the algorithm, it's your sure-proof way of getting notified. Become an insider right now, professornez.com forward slash insider. It's absolutely free, and we don't share your email. We don't spam. And then you can learn how to monetize and make some money making an impact. Thank you guys so, so much. I'll see you guys very soon. Have a wonderful week. Take care, everybody. Thank you.